Once again in the Fifth Dimension Lounge, thank you so much for joining us. As always, I am the Duke of Detroit. You can call me Duke, and I have the whole gang in here today. We have MJ, Chuck, and Dr. Deplorable. Tim is back. Welcome hey, back, hey. sir. <laughs> yo, yo. How are he you, got gang? A, he got a new moniker. I was driving here, and Dr. Deplorable just seemed, I don't know if anybody else has that moniker. Fitting. But it's just, it sure is fitting, isn't it? I think fitting. I like it. Fitting. I dig it. You do, you? I do. All right, I can get on with it then. <laughs> Welcome back, Tim. Thanks, Last man. week you were uh, out with the family. Where were you? Uh, we were down at uh, in Florida at some theme parks. Oh, nice. It was fun. I nice. had a great time. Yep. Any favorite parts? Any favorite attractions? Anything I should be going to or taking my uh, kids to? You couldn't take your kids. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, you could. Um, at least one of them, right? Um, by far, best roller coaster I've ever been on. Velocicoaster. Top of the line. Spared no expense. Phenomenal. Is, is How that the Jurassic so? Park? Like a Jurassic that is the, Park? Yep, that's in Jurassic Park World. Okay. Yes. And Islands of Adventure. Oh, my God. <laughs> nice. I like roller coasters. I'm a big roller coaster fan. However, I hate heights. I am terrified of heights in a lot of cases. I am, too. Um, yeah. Some roller coasters, depending on their height, I have to close my eyes when I get to the top. <laughs> Still to this day. It's like I'm watching a scary movie, but I'm in real life. Well, we should get you an indoor little tiny roller coaster just like we did for skydiving. Yeah. Problem right? solved. You yeah. can do it all the time. All the time. <laughs> just a big fan. It blows air in his face. Right. Yeah. And he'll just go, <laughs> wee! And he'll just rock back and forth like one of those pony rides at Meyer. Uh, that's awesome. If I, if I ever had property, I'd be one of those old guy that guys that builds a roller coaster in his backyard, oh, yeah. like one of the miniature ones. Death traps. Yeah, that'd be me. Yeah. Yep. I'd every, die that way. Every sure. time they show one of those, they used to show them all the time on the news. They'd show some guy that, you know, spent 10 years building a roller coaster in his backyard. Sure. Yeah. And it's a death trap. Like, yeah. oh yeah. No one should be going on that. <laughs> there needs yeah. some oversight on that. Well, well yeah. speaking of, of <laughs> unfortunate, unfortunacies, is that a word? No. Probably no, not. It is now. Yeah, you always make up a word for <laughs> a show. Unfortunate so. like, yeah. I don't think it's so. like it's Katana. Nice. It's my new favorite or word. Or Katana, whichever one you want to go So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it does. That's terrible. Uh, no, but like on that same topic, unfortunately, as we're, we got picked up from the, uh, the airport from a, a private like car charter. A limo service. It was not a if limo. If you will. It was, I, I'm not privileged like Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Now everybody can be privileged. It's yeah. called Uber. Yeah. My Uber's just really long. It has a driver in the front with a divider. Yeah, it wasn't Uber either. It was the, the mirrors like pick up stuff. I don't know. Like a metro car. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Escalade is what we got picked up in. So it's yeah, nice. Yeah. But you lived not, like Duke for a day. I live, yeah. <laughs> I love it. As close as I can. Your wife wants to really enjoy that. Yeah. So we're driving on the floor going to the hotel because we were on property of Universal. And uh the guy's like pointing out some stuff to do. Like outside of what we already have planned, and we, my wife is a planner. Every day is planned already. Right? We know what we're going to be doing at what time. Did she pass yeah, you have out an itinerary. your? Yeah. Did yeah. she pass out your? It itinerary? is a mental itinerary. <laughs> she it should put mental. it on a T-shirt, and she should put it upside down so you can just look down at it. You'd have to put it on several T-shirts. Yeah, you couldn't fit it on he, one. You did that for Pub Crawl 2001. Ah, thank you, MJ. Yeah, you're welcome. It was a genius idea. It was. It was pretty good. Idea. You know what the best idea about putting words upside down on a t-shirt are? You can read it 
as no, the head. You've told me. And somebody gets a little <laughs> drunk, they start lifting that T-shirt so they can read it better. Mm. Yeah, a nice little woman there, the beautiful figure, nice little boobies, and she pulls that up so she can uh, read her T-shirt. Oh my god! I'm, I'm sure so you happy. also get the not so. Yeah, you don't have to stare at them. I mean, I do, but you don't have to. Yeah. Sorry, I segued from sure your choice from your itinerary. Well, no. So our driver, he's, he's he's pointing out things that we can do. <laughs> And he did not point, my wife actually pointed out the steakhouse. I was like, Rachel's steakhouse and adult entertainment. Oh, nice. Right? We can go Steak back. and titties. Well, I just Road feel trip. like a bunch of old people turn off, turn off there to go to Rachel's steakhouse because adult entertainment is in like small fine print on the sign. And they get inside and they're just like, whoops. All right. You know. No, we got prime rib coming, baby. Yeah, right. You got to sit there. No, There's but a side of beef. We're driving there and our driver's pointing out all these places that we can go, like other parks like and, and stuff. And then he's like, oh, uh, you don't want to go there. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And I see this Ferris wheel and these two like like jump towers or whatever. And he's like, no one's going there right now. And I was like, oh. He's like, did you see the news a couple weeks ago? The, the, unfortunately, a, a kid had fallen out of oh, yeah. the seat and, and died. Uh. He's like, that's where it happened. Oh, jeez. And I was like, oh, okay. And I've got the kids in the back, right? Yeah. <laughs> Getting ready to go on roller coasters, and this guy's talking about plummeting oh. to death. Yeah, yeah. Back, like, good back to Rachel's Steakhouse. Yeah, we go. good start. Yeah, we're about to have a really good time, kids. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a ball. You're never allowed to ride a roller coaster again, but Dad loves them. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time. We went and saw all the Harry Potter stuff. We went and did nice. all the Jurassic World stuff. It was the kids loved it. That's perfect. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's My biggest takeaway it. is that we need a restaurant called Steak and Titties. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, well, isn't that's that what they serve up at, at strip clubs anyway, along with some of that shrimp scampi? Dude, I have seen a stripper eat a T-bone steak and then literally afterwards give someone a blowjob. How was it? was not mine, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> nice setup there. The T-bone nor the blowjob. Okay. Yeah. Just to clarify. <laughs> yeah. I shared the T-bone with her. Oh, that man. That was the only five minutes I've ever been in La Chambre. Le Chambre. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Sounds so fancy. It's a strip club in a strip mall. It ain't fucking fancy. <laughs> it's high class. It Where is, is that at? That's two strips if in high one class location. Is, if you're talking about too short being high class, sure. They serve strip steak as well. Yeah. It's a whole strip theme. Mm, Everything there. That is fantastic. Yeah. I dig that. Strip steak, yeah. strip mall, I, strip club. I think that's where steak and titties should be. I think you're right. Hey, I tell you what. You can take a good look at a butcher's ass by sticking your head up there, but wouldn't you rather take his word for it? You don't want to come to our strip mall where you can get a strip steak at our strip and titties <laughs> joint? First off, I'm pretty sure you can get a fucking T-bone at any strip club you go to. No, no, no. It's a strip steak. You can't get a strip steak just anywhere. You can get a T-bone anywhere. You can't get a strip steak anywhere because you know why? Why? It's not the best meat. Oh. <laughs> you want a T-bone, but not at our place. We no. give you all the, all the C-level shit. We're at a strip mall with uh, strip steak and some ugly, not so fresh strippers. Daytime strippers. We're only open during the day. Well, this is a lunch buffet only type of place. You've Good literally copied La Chambre's but changed the name. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Road trip. So it already exists. <laughs> oh, well, now that we have steak and titties on the mind. One, two, three, four. I'm grinding. I'm grinding. Let's talk real quick about last week. We did severance. Want to apologize to everybody for that shitty episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, it just it was one of those things. We were so excited to talk about it. Uh, I probably didn't provide the right structure. Did you I tell think them about we the came be- in our pants? Did you yeah. tell them about the beginning? 
Five questions. What do I get at the end? Depends on your answers. Oh, three times. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, so, so it went sideways quickly. It was uh, sideways. That was the Let's the go back to the Dawn opening movie. scene again. Right. Let's, talk, let's recap Severance again. <laughs> I'm joking. Hey. So I guess my question to the lizards out there is, look, I, it was a long episode. It was frustrating to edit. So if you haven't seen Severance, were you interested? If you have seen Severance, were you interested? Were you just so fed up with that episode you wanted it to hurry up and be over like I did? I apologize. So in the future, I don't think we're going to do long drama episodes anymore. We'll stick to the subjects that uh, are a little bit more light and fun. And then, you know, go from there. Is that fair? Either that or we'll just be a little more thoughtful. Yeah. Is the death pool considered fun still? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is Absolutely. the death pool I just, I just want to never clarify. not fun? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Morbid. It is sure. morbid. Well, it's sick morbid. Sick as fuck, but. Dr. Deplorable. Yeah. That's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That might stick. Well, we did get some feedback, though, on the Severance episode. We did. Oh. Our, our buddy ended up texting me. I had to write it down. He said, uh, what did he say? Opening scene. You know what? I, <laughs> he said, if you if you would have gone over that a third, a fourth time, that beginning. That oh, everyone would have got it. Yeah. Then it would have made so much more sense. Listen, I hear it's a good show. Right, I have not watched it yet. I admit that. I have heard it's a good show. It is a good show. It's a so, great show. You know, you know what's a bad show is our episode of about Severance. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben Stiller. You know they were they were probably <laughs> banking on the fact that they were to get more viewers each week as word got out, and now the opposite's happening, and they can't figure out where the hitch the giddy up we was. We tanked the the actual show. We're in the Absolutely. negatives. How'd that happen? <laughs> So first sponsor. my buddy Matt texted me. I'm literally talking to people in my office about a show I've never watched. <laughs> the premise of Severance is so disturbing and fascinating. So, you know, one person liked it. So big round of applause, guys. Hey. 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 Nice yeah. job. It's a start. Yeah. It's one in a row. Thank God I wasn't here. Thank God. <laughs> you you would have you've honestly would have made the episode. You would have been like pressure. Barsh Hunter. <laughs> Is that what I sound like? Fuck. No. He would have been like, let's hurry this shit up. This is so boring. So before we get into this week's boring topic, <laughs> we last week wanted to go see the Nick Cage movie. And although it didn't work out and not everybody was available, Chuck and I and our, our wives ended up running out to see it. I'm curious. What did you think of it? I, I really liked it. It was it was funny. I This might be the best Nick Cage movie since, I don't know, Face Off. Agreed. Um was that a good movie? Oh, Face Off? Face yeah. Off? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Face That's Off, good. Con Air. Like, those are classics, yeah. man. Those are good. Classics. Yeah. However, were they good movies? Oh, absolutely. That's high praise. So I don't want to give spoilers away for this movie at all, so I'm not going to get into the details, but I'm going to tell you, I fucking loved it. Now, it may have something to do with the fact that I was a little bit high when we went to it. <laughs> the opening's a little slow. They're trying to get the, you know, for you to understand where he's at in his life right then. But boy... I laughed through the whole thing. The acting was superb. Pedro Pascal in it is outstanding. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a good story. It's original. It's different. How much Neil Patrick Harris do I get? Mm, Not Total? Two yeah. minutes? Yeah, fuck. Maybe, maybe three. I think the thing that I was surprised about the most was Pedro Pascal. He yeah. was really funny. Oh, he's great. Um, and the interaction between him and Nick Cage was fantastic. There what? was some scenes there that were... <laughs> We We're in, just hilarious. Interspecies erotica going on again. Rocco's joining us, our uh, biggest fan in the house. Our mascot. Yeah, our mascot. 
Rocco's a little. What kind of dog is Rocco? He's a Boston Terrier. He's not, big, his big buddy. He is quite possibly the ugliest dog I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he smells Aww, like don't he looks. Listen to them, and his ass <laughs> smells. I'm sorry. His mouth smells like open ass. Oh, just wait till he starts farting. Oh, his ass smells God. like a clown pocket. He's a farting. For sure. <laughs> I you don't doubt like it. A clown pocket. No, I can just imagine. Why would you get in that? Kind of, his mouth. Oh, look at him lick his lips. Yeah. It kind of looks like a clown pocket. He's like, relaxed. Look at him. I can foresee a like tongue coming out of a clown he pocket like talk. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I love you. Mm-hmm. All right, go team. I don't know how we got off on Nick Cage. Oh, well, we were talking about Pedro Pascal, and yes. then all of a sudden, yeah, Rocco. Rocco joined. Rocco came into the scene. Sorry, um, Chuck. Was I loved saying. it. I recommend going to see this movie. Take it with a grain of salt, though. It is not the funniest movie ever. It was to me at the time, but you know, I was high. I think it was a good movie. I, I it wasn't it. hilarious, but there was some parts that were. It, to me, it's a buddy comedy. Oh, right, for sure. the way yeah. they talk to each other and like I it, loved the story within the story and how they're like writing the story and it it it's mirroring what they're doing. Agreed. Like, yeah. In real life. Yes. Well real life in the movie we've had moments like that oh yeah like where we're talking about the things we're gonna do for the show and things right, like right. that so it was yeah. a lot of that felt similar to me which was kind of exciting yeah that was fun so well, i recommend I'm gonna, it. Nice. I'm gonna be sure to grab my earplugs and go check it out one of these weekends <laughs> you know it's funny you say that <laughs> so last week you told us that you wear you want to wear earplugs to movies because it's so loud and in my head, I was like, well, that's fucking ridiculous, and you're soft. <laughs> that, was, that was my I, thought. I am. I would like to retain my hearing for many years to come. That's fair. What? I went to the movie, <laughs> and it was loud as shit. And the whole time, I was like, oh, my God, MJ was right. Like, this is super loud, even the trailers. Do you know you, how you're getting old? Why? Because I'm complaining about how loud a movie yeah. is? <laughs> you just damaged your ears. Do you know how many concerts Duke goes to? <laughs> so many concerts. You've been to a lot. I have as well, but I know returning from concerts, you do, you come home with that buzzing ear. That is not healthy. Do you usually wear earplugs when you go to concerts? I started oh. to over the last three years. Yeah. I'm, I haven't yet. There's a company out there called Eargasm, which I fucking love the name, so that was a, a great selling point. But Eargasm has these clear little earplugs specifically made for concerts. I love them. So I keep them in my car, and now anytime we go to a show, I, I pop them out. That's great that they're clear so people can't see, like, the bright orange safety. <laughs> safety earplugs sticking out at a concert. That bitch be old. She got earplugs in. I'm hip. I'm hip. I'm cool. Check this out. In, I can do the Macarena. In your favorite movie, Adventures of Ford Fairlane, uh, Wayne Newton says to Ford Fairlane, who's Andrew Dice Clay, he goes, I'm hip. And he puts up one hand for like a high five. And I don't know why. That makes me laugh so hard. So every time you say I'm hip, I think of that. I'm hip. It's one of those little instances that we talked about in movies, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. I Absolutely. think of Dr. Evil. I'm hip. Oh. <laughs> right, because hey, he does it too. Yes, yeah. before he does the the macarena when he's like, duka 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 duka. Ah! Oh, we need a video. We should be doing a video. That's where my brain is all the time. If we used our faces, if we weren't afraid of getting fired, I would so take a video of that and put it on TikTok. You doing duka 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 duka. 
Ridiculous. All right, let's get into tonight's subject matter. This week, we're talking all about artists. Are you with me? (laughs) So you didn't get rid of it yet. (laughs) Really, really glad it's back this week. Keeping that just for you, you know. Just for you. I'm so excited. Fires me. I'm sorry. As soon as you say you don't like it, it's it's a permanent feature. (laughs) It's just wanna wanna hurt you. You don't like that one? I thought you were being facetious. I thought you really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I couldn't tell. You thought I enjoyed the loud, obnoxious horn? So it's a it's a, uh, it's a sound off to let people know that we're here. It's it's time for the big subject. Yoo-hoo. Oh, yes. No? Yes. No? No? Not with me? All right. All right. I apologize, Tim. <laughs> Why don't you get us started then? Yeah, yeah. No, and so uh, from a standpoint of like art itself, right? We talk a lot about music. We talk a lot about TV shows, yep. movies, all that type entertainment these days there's more things to be entertained than anyone could possibly imagine right in, in the past um, podcasts right streaming uh. thing it doesn't matter art is just another one of those filters right or entertainment as far as i can see um i have a favorite artist these days um banksy some people may uh. have heard of him before he's from the uk um he's not no one's ever confirmed his identity right so yep. he's He's like like 47 years old, something of that nature. He's a street artist, right? So he's known for his kind of graffiti. Um, But he's done some pretty wild things. Like there's stories of him going into galleries and putting up his paintings in galleries and just leaving. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's something I would do. And then people discover that, (laughs) right? I mean, and his paintings have sold for millions and millions of dollars. Absolutely. And he's not someone that's older. You know, you think Mm -hmm. about artists of the past, um, you know, they've maybe passed away at this point in time, and after they've passed away, their art becomes more so popular, right? Yes. And, and, and starts to carry that type of, of price, right? If, if you think of it that way. Um, but yeah, Banksy, like the Balloon Girl is one of his best known art uh-huh. pieces, right? Or street art pieces. It's just a little girl um, reaching for a balloon that she just left, let go. Yeah. It's a red balloon that's kind of floating on the side of a building. He does uh, like kind of silhouettes. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff, and, and like he's solid he, he does black graffiti. Silhouette. Yes, so yeah. he's he's this unknown person, right? Nobody knows who he is. He has this nickname Banksy, and he does graffiti all over the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know who he was until you said that you were. You know, I've heard the name, mm-hmm. and I've seen a couple of his paintings before, so I could recognize it. I mean, there's a famous one that I want to say is in Bethlehem on the side of a wall um, of somebody throwing. I want to say a Molotov cocktail. That- that's what it looked like to me, but I haven't looked at it in a while. But that one's famous. It's like you see that and you know it's Banksy. I haven't kept up with all of his stuff. I really don't know a whole lot about him. So I was really interested, Tim, when you put him down that that was the guy you were going to talk about. I started doing a little deep dive on it. So the fact that nobody, I mean, there's theories on who he is yeah. and a group of apparently or supposedly some of his old roommates in college or friends or something confirmed that it's this guy. But who knows? Who knows yeah. if it really is? There's not a, a serious confirmation. But it's so interesting to me that nobody knows who he is. But his art is famous worldwide. It's he, neat. So he's also supposedly a movie director, right? Oh, okay. And he's also an activist, right? So he does other things. But again, no one has been able to confirm his identity, supposedly, right? Yeah. Um, within the past, I want to say three, four years, I think it was, one of his paintings came to, was provided to an auction in a glass case. And um, the painting, I do not recall how much it was going for. But as soon as the bidding was over, 
it was in this glass case. Think of it; it was like you know three inches wide, right, or thick, right, and the like a shadow box. Exactly, that's a great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and as soon as the bidding was over, it self shredded itself. Yeah, he had what? razors built I, into I remember the, what um, yep. that news story when it yeah when it happened. He's he's like he kind of reminds me of of Kurt Cobain. Remember Kurt Cobain loved his art, but then he didn't like being famous. Oh. I feel like that's why you know artists like to keep their identity not so obvious. I can appreciate that. There's a lot too, of meaning yeah. behind. A lot of people speculate. There's a lot of meaning behind his sure. art, right? That's it's not just you can't just take it for what it appears to be, mm-hmm. right? There's there's hidden meanings behind it, and the political element. I yep, think he's exactly. a civil yeah. rights activist mm-hmm. type of um, individual, and, yeah. And that's like you know, right? The fact that someone can buy a piece of his art for a million dollars—that's like a big fuck you and fuck you to you and your money. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So he's, he's just an interesting person. And again, I really like his stuff. Um, some of the other stuff that I get into is, is probably stuff that our guests will more so talk about today, right? Mm-hmm. Album art, right? Things like uh, of that nature. Oh, that's a good um, one. Poster, you know, poster pieces, right? Yes. Um, and I think that's, again, what we'll talk about a little bit later. I now do what other people only dream. I make art until someone dies. See? <laughs> so uh, from that standpoint but again a lot of those folks aren't necessarily known right yeah um you know i think we've talked about them before but like dirty heads the, their drummer does a lot of their album art right mm. a lot of their banners that they have cool. at their concerts and stuff um yeah and it's really good stuff mm-hmm. right yeah so i can appreciate that that type of art as well yeah um, you said a few things there that really intrigued me and i and i couldn't agree more with and one was you talk about all these different forms of entertainment yeah and art is absolutely a form of entertainment, but man, it is so much more readily available now thanks to things like Instagram and TikTok. Um, one of my favorite things to look at on TikTok besides women taking off their... Make it, make it, make that pistol. <laughs> besides that, <laughs> besides that, um, I really like it when an artist does something and it, you know, time lapses it. So it's very fast. Oh, sure, yeah. oh, but you see too. them with this, something as simple as a pen and paper making a sketch or even a huge painting. It's really impressive. Oh my God. There's a couple. So I've caught some videos of a guy that'll just paint people that he sees like on a subway. Right. And then he'll give them the picture that yeah. he like drew of them or sketched. Yeah. There's another guy that does these short, um, the flip books, right? Oh yeah. But he yeah. does like thousands of pages. Cool. And he does a time lapse and does it. Dude, it's just a so, different medium. And then they have, you know, the, I don't know if you guys have seen the advertisements for like the live Van Gogh. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. The, the right. in, what is it? The inner inner Van Gogh or something? Um, the submersive experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whole, the whole room is his. Mm-hmm. his yeah, that was that's painting. in Detroit, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. I yeah. think they're the doing DIA. it in we multiple locations. It was something. I believe the idea was inspired in COVID as a way for people to be able to still do something semi-public. Right. But in a big enough space that they're not all huddled around sure. a piece yep. of art. Mm-hmm. So yes, that is, I I haven't seen that yet and I've been wanting to and Well, I, and I know like Banksy was also like, coming to Detroit. Yes, yep. I did see that yeah. as well. Yeah, that later on this year, I believe. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Let's go get high and go to that. Yeah. Well, that'd be that'd be I'm in. Well, out of the <laughs> gate out of the gate, Tim, I'm impressed. That was a, that was a good way to start, not somebody I would have picked uh, or would have thought of originally when I came yeah. up with the idea of artists, so Fantastic first round pick. Chuck, let's move on to you. What do you got? Sure. All right. Well, I am, of course, going full nerd. Nerd! 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 I love it. Yeah. 
I love it. And so again, I want, I want us to like show you a little bit of who we are. Yeah, for right? sure. Yep. So back in the... I don't know what that is. He's doing the shocker with his fingers. Oh, shocker, because I'm going full nerd. MJ yeah. still knows. <laughs> I, I just, Tim didn't seem to be doing it right. I, I wasn't. Two in the was. pink, one in the stink. <laughs> so back sure in the uh, early to mid-90s, um, there was a card game that came out called Magic the Gathering. And I used to go to this, this hobby store for like RC car stuff. And they had this box sitting there where they're for sale. And they had just one card just sitting there like on the box. And every time I'd go there, and I'm like 13 at the time, 14, I was just drawn to this. Not that I knew anything about it, but just this one single card. I mean, it's, it's, you know, this big. Um, And I was just drawn to it. And it, it was a, it was what? a hill giant is what it was called. Wait, how big was it? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Just say it's the like size a of a baseball card. card. It's, the size, it's the size of a baseball okay. card. Okay. Right. this thing. Nobody can see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> size, of, size of a baseball so, card. Go ahead and start that uh, part so, over. Okay. So the cards are about the size of a playing card or a baseball card. Same okay. deal. Um, and they're collectible, just like baseball cards. In fact, I grew up collecting baseball cards. I have thousands of baseball cards. I grew up doing it with my dad. They're worth nothing <laughs> i mean nothing my husband just has a bunch of that nothing. hunks of paper yeah. that are just worthless um magic cards on the other hand are incredibly valuable um so you say magic cards the name yep. of this game is magic the gathering magic the gathering okay yep. i have heard of this yeah so it's it's a card game and you buy packs and put together a deck but each card has its own artwork oh okay um the original set back in the 90s, there was 25 artists. They painted everything by hand on canvas, oil, watercolor, acrylic, um, and then scanned them onto cards. Cool. Um, the, uh, the artist I want to talk about, his name is um, Christopher Ross, or Rush, sorry, Christopher Rush, and he painted the most famous magic, famous magic card ever. It's called a Black Lotus. Um, I never actually owned one. I always wanted to. Back when I was into this, they were about $100, roughly. And my dad would never let me. For one know, card? For one card. Okay. But, you know, at the time, collecting, like, sports cards and stuff, like, that wasn't a big deal, Same, you know? Right. Um, More acceptable. But he just, you know, never thought they'd be worth anything. These things sell now for minimum ten grand a piece. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. The, um, the, there was a, um, a signed one that just went up for auction, signed by... Christopher Rush, the artist, that went for just over half a million dollars. Um, his original art piece is valued at six and a half million for that card. That's crazy. Um, there's a huge market for this stuff. I mean, a lot of the original art pieces sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, there's people that are big time into this stuff. Let, let me ask so, a qu- yeah. uh, clarifying question. I just want to make sure I understand. So are you saying that these ones that are, you said it, the Black Lotus is worth $10,000? Yeah, the card. Yeah, minimum, yeah. Okay, is that the card itself or is yes. it the original piece of art that he did on canvas that then was shrunk down? It, so it is the original artwork that was shrunk down and scanned onto that card. But but I'm saying the original one he did on canvas isn't the one that's 10000 It's the card Correct, itself. Correct, the card itself. Yeah, wow. his okay. original artwork is... For that specific card, okay, is valued at six and a half million. Holy shit! Yeah. So, so my question is, because like if you think about like Pokemon these days, yeah, yeah. which I fucking know nothing about right. outside of Pokemon. Besides, you got to right. catch them all. <laughs> that's, that's all, all, that's all I know. Everybody, I didn't even that. know that. No, I'm just kidding. Of yeah. course, I did. So, 
I'm hip. Po- I'm hip. <laughs> Pokemon, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and if I'm not for any fans out there, my apologies. I'm hip. I think yeah. you got it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Meanwhile, that- he's got like all of them. He's collected every fucking Pokemon. He's acting like he doesn't know. But he's got a Pokemon shirt under that for sure. He does sure. this on Tuesday nights. Pika, Pika. Thursday nights Pikachu. is Pokemon. Pika, Pika. Pikachu. <laughs> Are you okay? You have two kids. I know you know what Pikachu is. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> of course I do. Of course you do. Tim, I'm, I'm listening to him. You were saying. Thanks. <laughs> Of course you do. So, so is the value based around along the artwork for Magic is the Gathering, or is it kind of like Pokemon, where it's not necessarily the artwork? I think some of it is, but it's more so the rarity of the card. Correct. Right. It is the rarity. Okay. This card just happens to be the most recognizable Magic card ever produced. I mean, if if you play that game, you know what this card is. Okay. Do you um, think Neil Patrick Harris knows? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Yes. Does Neil Patrick Harris play? Pokemon? I'm sorry. What, uh, oh, Magic, Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. he plays Magic the Gathering? Because he's a magician or he likes magician? Yeah. Magic. But I don't think it's that kind of magic. No, it's know. not. He likes like, you know, iron rings that you separate and hide a coin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like potions just, and spells. This is and like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is. It's it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons in a card game in a way. Okay. Um, Your geek comments are now welcome. <laughs> yeah. But not I, yet. I just assume that you knew that he played Magic the Gathering. And if he does... He knows what this card is. I know what you want. Magic. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so over the years, I have no clue. Uh, Christopher Rush actually did artwork for 130 cards. Um, he passed away in 2016. Um, but he was definitely one of the bigger artists. Um, currently, there's about 400 or so. Most of the here. Most of the art is now done digitally. But back yeah. in all the original sets... It was all just hand-painted. And, you know, that, that specific artwork, I mean, yeah, it's cool. It's not, like, probably the greatest painting ever, but it's so iconic to that, to that you know, game, right? To nerds everywhere. Exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. Well, that artist is a big deal. I don't know. I know he passed away in 2016. Did you hear his dying words? No. What if it's the Demogorgon? Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus, we're so screwed if it's the Demogorgon. <laughs> it's not the Demogorgon. <laughs> it was the was Demogorgon. I got pretty him. Good. Yeah. Got hey, him. man, I, I expect some of that if I'm talking about this. Um, I do want to say real quick that over the years, there's been, like I say, about 480 artists that are working on these sets over the years. Yeah. In 2020, they released just a little 10-card set. That featured Bob Ross's artwork. Oh, nice. We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. And it is beautiful. Did you get one? I don't. <gasps> um, Why not? What are you doing? You, you didn't? Oh. I huh? thought you said you were a fan. Oh, I, I, but I'm so, you know, this was yeah. years was ago. Yeah, he, was, this he was 13. See, the story he's yeah. talking about, he was there last week checking out <laughs> right. the yeah. cars. No, I, I actually, I, I actually might pick them up. They're fairly cheap, but they're just really well done it's some of his original paintings that they took the artwork and then stuck it onto the cards it's really neat i think you should get that set bring it in and have you and mj play a game of magic the gathering together oh that would be fantastic (laughs) see all the tiny little trees you have to teach me as long as i don't have to read any freaking game rules okay perfect i'll show you which i understand you're stellar at yeah, he is. And you already yeah. know how to play this one. So. Uh, I'd need a refresh. Oh, you need a refresh. Several years. I do still have the majority of my cards. Um, they're worth a ton of money. I just am very 
Where do you keep them? Reluctant to. <laughs> in the garage next to the sprues. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible place. That's where you they're should keep the garage. That is okay. not temperature control yeah, they're, they're environment. Not in the garage. That was a joke. Think of those sprues. Um, the sprues. Some of them, some of them are in my safe. Um, I have some the sprues. No, the parts. <laughs> you might want to put some of those sprues in I'm your safe. I don't want anything to happen. For those of you who don't know, uh, sprues are oh, leftover cardboard. Fuck. Yeah, and Chuck has three boxes full of them in his garage for some reason. That's I mean, it's a throwback to an old episode. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Go seek it it's out. It's a callback. You know, look it up. Screw um, man. That's great. I love that. That's I, neat. I want to see those. I yeah. want to see some of those. Okay. So what we're going to do here, and I haven't, I haven't blatantly said this yet, but all of us are going to take some of our favorite pieces from our artists, and we'll throw them up on Instagram, Twitter. We're going to give them credit so that, you know, hopefully give them a little love and look at their websites and social media, et cetera. We'll pull out some of our favorites. So give us the Black Lotus. And what was that you started to say? What was the very first card that you got? It was called a Hill Giant. It was nothing great. It just, man, that really drew me in. I, you know, we would go there week after week and I I just was drawn to this stuff over and over and over. I finally finally bought, oh yeah, for sure. It's a Hill Giant. (laughs) Yeah, Hill Giant. He does love dongs. That was a big episode last week. (laughs) See, here's the thing. You think I love dongs? I just don't, they don't distract me from the show. When I was a little kid, I kind of had this problem. And it's not even that big of a deal. Something like 8% of kids do it, but whatever. It's, for some reason, I don't know why, just kind of sit around all day and draw pictures of dicks. It doesn't bother me. It just adds to the ambiance. He's comfortable in his masculinity. I just sit there for hours on end drawing dicks. I don't know what it was. I couldn't touch the pen to a piece of paper without it drawing the shape of a penis. That's fucked. No shit, it's really fucked up. Here I am, this little kid, and I can't stop drawing dicks to save my own life. I I can appreciate that. I also appreciate that all your shows happen to have dongs in them, so not all of them. Most of them. Mm -hmm. Good percentage. Well, that's because dongs be repping. Do I need to? Which, by the way, I did come across an article this last weekend. And did you think of him immediately? They literally made me stop eating foods that were shaped like dicks. No hot dogs, no popsicles. You know how many foods are shaped like dicks? The best kinds. No, I, it, it's just about what I was saying. Oh, dogs okay. are more represented in, in film and television these days. And yeah. It's okay to see dick everywhere now. I, th- I think if it's a good show, it just doesn't matter to me. Like, Minx, I finally finished. So good. Love so, that many show. <laughs> so many dogs. So many dogs. Did you watch it, Tim? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> But it's a good show, and it just—I don't know—it just doesn't doesn't register with me as an issue. It's just yeah, it's, it's not an issue. It it's not an issue. We're getting not off, we're off topic here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was that was a great example. I love uh, what you did there. That was perfect. Magic the Gathering. I want to see that card. We'll put it up on our social media. Okay. And get that ten pack. I want to see all ten. Yeah. I wonder right. if there's some metallic-y ones and stuff. That there are there's some foil ones. Yeah. Wow, listen foil, to this that's the yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and use your 5DL expense account for that. Okay, I think it's like 40 bucks. Well, I mean, whatever's in your expense account. Yeah, yeah. For you. <laughs> right, I got you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't want to divulge that information? Yeah, all eight cents. All right, MJ, what do you got? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I, I love the fact that you chose some trading cards because uh, my husband is into collectibles as well. And I will just say very quickly, he has a very nice collection of Garbage Pail Kids. Oh. Yeah. Those are fun to revisit. Yeah. We'll yeah. have to watch those, those out. one of these days. Yeah, yes. yep. they're really fun. He doesn't let me touch them, though, because your oily <laughs> fingers might get on the cards, huh? Well, stop putting lotion on your hands. 
So we have a the door that goes into our house from the garage. We have covered in stickers. So we have, mm-hmm. you know, different breweries we've been to, vacations, just tons and tons. I mean, there's 100 stickers easily on this thing. But we have Garbage Pail Kids for the whole family with mm-hmm. our names on them, uh, you know, because they were stickers. And some of them weren't. They were just cards. So we yep. just taped them up there so that nobody's left out. <laughs> That's awesome. So I really enjoy that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So what do you got, MJ? So I took a little bit of a different route here and um, and how I kind of came upon this medium, which is architecture. As an architect, I've learned the lesson that a house isn't just made of fake wood paneling, shag carpeting, and formica. Is I think I've mentioned to you guys before that I had decided mid-college career of studying business that I should become an interior designer instead. <laughs> so whole different degree And it just required a lot of studying of art and getting down to the basics with some of that. But obviously, because it's interior spaces, there's a lot of architecture that you learn in in that kind of class. So in Spain, there is this famous architect. He is deceased now, but his name is um, Antony Gaudi. And what is fascinating about him, number one, his architecture is super unique in many ways, which I'll get to. But he's most famously known for a church that is, refer- that is called the Basilica de la Sagrada. And construction began in 1882, and it is still unfinished today. So it is really fascinating. It continues to be worked on. So um, it is very gothic. It is, uh, he's known for using curvilinear uh, design in his architecture, so a lot of curves. But this church is amazingly busy. It is so detailed with symbolism on the exterior built into the stonework. And that in itself is amazing because, you know, symbolism means something for every little symbol you happen upon. At the time of his death in 1926, less than 25% of the church was completed. And he's actually buried in the crypt. And the, um, the church relies on private donations in order to fund the com- and continue to commission the project. In 1936, the Spanish Civil War uh, came in and they set fires to the crypt, which destroyed a lot of the original plans and drawings and plaster models. And it took them 16 years to reconstruct those original plans and models and things in order to get the project back on track. So I just am so fascinated that this is a project that began in 1886 and different, it's passing through different decades and hands that are in the project and that's kind of the people's project in a way. So Was this the only thing he's ever built? No, he has a lot of other architectural buildings throughout Spain and, you know, even residential, but they're just so neat. Like I've never seen the way that the way he cuts out the windows and Mm. they're, you know, almost like shaped like if you were to come across Shrek's home in the forest and you had the little odd window cut out of it, just kind of, uh, fantastic, you know, fantasy type of looking residence. What are you doing in my swamp? This screams to me that there's some kind of ancient world global task force that takes place under that church. (laughs) So this is what happened. I can totally see it now. This guy is, is the head of this organization, right? And he's like, look, 
we're going to have a lot of people come in and out, so we got to make this place look busy. So let's do a church. Oh, that makes perfect sense. And we're never going to quite finish it. And that will give us the excuse to move machinery in and out. And the other guy's like, hey, aren't people going to notice that you haven't finished this thing in like 200 years? He's like, people are stupid. They're not even going to look twice at it. <laughs> Don't even worry about this. We got this. And sure enough, from... From in there, they have an underground bunker. A little plane comes out from the cliff. I don't know. You tell me. It's but that, just a cover. Yeah, it's just a cover. It seems like it makes sense to me. That's why the church isn't done. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, it's very so the feasible. other thing that he incorporated into a lot of his architecture was mosaic tile, oh, yeah. which is very you know Spanish and Mexican, just of that um, of those cultures. So yeah, that adds just a level of and element of beauty because it's colorful and yeah chuck has a board game called azul and the whole point of the board game is you were tiling a king's bathroom in spain Mm -hmm. and you have to tile it so all these tiles match and you have this little board and it's very colorful and it's all filled with different tiles and shapes that you would see somewhere like that it's really neat so that's that's kind of what your story reminds me of that's neat where is that church at that is in Spain. It's in Spain, in, okay. In Barcelona. Ah, okay. Barcelona? Where it rains Barcelona. on the plane in Spain. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's another That's another great form of you know, artistic nature that, yeah. you, that you wouldn't necessarily think about. But, I mean, some of the trips that I've been on when I went to Prague and, you know, saw the, saw the church there, which mm-hmm. I don't know the name of it. But, you know, nonetheless, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Right? I mean, you take all that in and it's just, it's amazing. I yeah. mean, even mm-hmm. modern architecture today, you know, oh, sure. just a lot of it. One of the things that I learned in, in in when I studied interior design for only two years and decided to bail on that too, um, <laughs> is that when you walk into a space to really observe it, to look up and to look down at the floor and to look at the walls, and it is quite amazing how detailed theaters like the Fox Theater in Detroit, yeah. oh, sure, like yeah. so beautiful, and then the engineering that is part of that to you know, if it isn't a theater to make the audio really, yeah, really high quality oh, yeah. in that environment. So, man, when we build steak and titties, we're gonna put some extra time and effort into <laughs> well, it. Don't well, don't worry, MJ I can am help obviously a detail oriented person. If you're doing it in a strip mall, man, unfortunately, you're gonna be, <laughs> you're gonna be dealing with a rectangular mirrors <laughs> on the ceiling, obviously. Oh mirrors, the whole ceiling, like the whole trail. ceiling, and a mirror ball. What about the bathroom? What about the bathrooms? You put mirrors on the ceiling and bathrooms. Mirrors, it's a whole wow. establishment. Thank you. It really have opens up the space. Yes. <laughs> it makes it look endless. Everybody endless gets vertigo and throws everywhere. up everywhere. Titties everywhere. You had me at titties everywhere. That should be the name of the place. <laughs> that is the name of it. Titties everywhere. So anyway, uh, Anthony Gaudi, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a I neat like subject. It. I, I like. I, it. I like the fact that that was completely different. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I did not see that coming. I really enjoyed that. Well, I went a more traditional route, but I went with uh, some friends of ours, the Swartz brothers. So I like to go every year to the Ann Arbor Art Fair, and everybody has something like this near them. Um, You know, a big art fair in the area. I think the Ann Arbor Art Fair, and I'm guessing here, it's like 20 blocks, 25 blocks. Uh, It's great. They do it every year, uh, and there's all kinds of different things there, not just paintings, but pictures and sculptures and jewelry and yada, yada, yada. So one year the Duchess and I went and every year we go to the art fair, we try to get one thing for our home. And we've been doing this now for, well, our 17-year anniversary is coming up. So it'll be 17 years here shortly. Um, and we always find something really neat. Well, one year we walked across the Swartz Brothers booth and we were just blown away. And it's, it's odd, different, trippy stuff. 
So the original painting I looked at was a goat in a sweater dancing with bubbles all around him. And on the ground was beer cans uh, and a boom box. And for whatever reason, that thing fucking spoke to me. You had to have it. <laughs> I'm like, I have to have the goat. And at the same time, she's looking at this other painting of an owl. She's like, I have to have this owl. I'm like, do you have, do you have any deals on two paintings? <laughs> so, we, Let uh, me ask you, starving artist. Right? Can so, I get a twofer? I'll, I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget the artist uh, at the time, David. He goes, well, cash is king. I, and so he told me how much it would be for three paintings. So we ended up buying three paintings. And wow. you fast forward a year, I ended up going on their website and emailing them, and I ended up buying two more. And I bought two more. Dang. And then when we started the Fifth Dimension Lounge, I went to them and I said, hey, would you do a piece of work for me? And that's how we got our, our painting of the door with the octopus arm. Oh, mm-hmm. Swartz Brothers fun. did that. So yeah. Google Swartz Brothers. I'll put some of my favorite pieces up there. But I emailed uh, David and John, the two brothers, and I said, you know, we're going to be doing an episode on artists. I'd love to know a little bit more about you. So they kind of broke down some information for me, which I, I really appreciate. It's just fun stuff. So these two guys, brothers, three years apart, they grew up in Denver. Uh, that's where they live now, and they both live separately but have their own studios in their house. So they get, uh, you know, somebody makes a request, and one of them will figure out who's going to take it, and then they just paint to their heart's desire. And they don't do theirs digitally. Theirs is actual painting because they say they like to get messy. And, you know, my question to them was, like, well, how'd you get into this? Like, what made you decide, like, I want to be an artist for a living because I would think you'd be a starving artist. Most people, like, that's, that's a hard road to go down. Their parents were really supportive when they were younger, and they ended up putting them in a special school that was specifically where they could take classes towards art that they wanted to. And they did digital art and things like that, but they realized they liked to get their hands dirty when they were doing this stuff. Uh, so they started their shop, and, you know, they have balance. So if they realize they want to take, you know, a vacation or need more money or something, that well, they'll just accept a few more orders coming through <laughs> and hurry up those timelines. Um, but their artwork is just trippy and different and beautiful. When I ordered that picture of the door, you know, I, I expected to get a painting, right? But you don't really know what you're going to get. I got this beautiful, huge piece of wood that he had a hanger on the back of that he, he created, and he had pa- hand-painted this thing. And it's even got um, some extra ultraviolet light in it. So if you do like a blue light on it or a black light on it, I'm sorry, it pops with all these extra colors of the eyes in our doorway. It's just absolutely amazing. That's just one of many pieces they did. They did our stuff for our cough towels and t-shirts. Uh, we're going to do some more of their stuff soon. But I absolutely love these guys. So I, I said to him, I'm like, would you have any funny stories? He goes, oh yeah. He goes, you know, we're, we're out on the scene all the time. You're spending, you know, weekends at these art exhibits where it's, you know, blazing hot and you stuck in your booth for hours and you can't leave because you can't leave all your, your shit behind. He goes, so I guess he goes, one thing that really sticks out to me, he goes, you know, we keep these big water jugs back there because you can't leave. So you just are down in water all day. He goes, and I needed a break. So I left my brother for a couple hours, went and looked around and I came back and I was just sweating and I grabbed my water jug and went to drink it. And my brother starts yelling, don't drink it. That's my piss. That's my piss. He got so hot and he, he couldn't go anywhere. So he dumped out the water that was remaining and pissed in that bottle. And the brother didn't even look at it. He just grabbed you know, his water jug and just started drinking. Whoops. Oh man. Sipping oh, awesome. on grandpa's cough syrup there. I right? see. No, they do. They do amazing work, man. They do. And yeah, really that, that goat painting is awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love that painting. I do. I love that one too. And so even the Duchess really liked some of those pieces. So like for Christmas, she wanted one that was this elephant with butterfly wings for ears and it's just bubbles everywhere. It's incredible. So 
we've done things like that over the years, but I love these guys. And, you know, I didn't realize at the time when I was buying these, these were pieces they had already created. I didn't realize you could like pay them to make something specific, specific for you. That's new sure, and different right. that nobody else has. And that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to put a link on the website for them. I, I would encourage you to ch- take a look at them. They're, they're a trip. I really enjoy working with those guys. Oh yeah. That's fun. So that was artists. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Was that what you were expecting? I think everybody had some different subjects. I yeah. liked it, man. I it like that we all perceived. I like learning something new about each of you. Yes, that too. <laughs> I think this definitely gives everybody a, a clearer look into our souls and who we are, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, well, we're still going to make a phone call now. We have a, a phone a friend, so we are going to phone TJ, our buddy here, to talk a little bit more about some art he collects. Um, so let's give him a ring. My good buddy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck buddy. He's your Tara. What is that ringing? Hello. TJ, how are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Can you hear us all right? Yeah. Perfect. Well, welcome to the Fifth Dimension Lounge. We're so glad to have you here. The subject tonight that we're talking about is artists. And we all went through and talked about a couple of our favorite artists. I thought it'd be fun to reach out to you because I know you have this massive art art collection. I was hoping you could speak a little bit about it. Let's talk about how you got into it, what it is, and uh, how you keep it going. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, it's good to be in the lounge. Long-time listener, uh, <laughs> first-time lounge lizard, so thank you for the invite. That's We're hilarious. glad to have you. I uh, Yeah, art. so I started, um, I have a poster collection of... Uh, about the size of close to 1600 posters and Holy the majority shit, of those wow. the majority of those are concert posters uh, a couple pieces of art uh, but the majority of them are concert posters so so walk me through what a concert poster is TJ I, I mean you, sure. you and I know because we both I have a collection as well mine's 16 yours <laughs> 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 is 1600 but you and I know let's explain it for the lizards yeah so concert poster started out just basically as like a flyer. It had the artist's name, the date, where it was, and what time to show up. And over time, the art world got involved and basically we have the we have the posters that we have nowadays. So illustrators have basically taken the taken the torch and ran with this new not new, but you know, uh, market that is just exploded recently um collectability is through the roof a lot of artists will have fans that are so die hard that they you know they collect just specific like dave matthews posters for instance okay um it's uh yeah it's uh it's an interesting market for sure so these are no uh, longer the little you know a, a piece of colored paper paper with some black ink on it. This is a, a, a step above that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's actually, um, there's many layers to it. So if you think about, you have an artist, the person who is actually creating the illustration, and then you have the printer, the people who actually put the ink on the paper. Uh, and that is in its own right, an art form because what they're doing is they're screen printing a lot of these or the majority of them. Okay. And if you don't know what screen printing is, 
every color goes down in its own time. So if the poster has seven colors, those colors get laid down individually, building up an actual image. Interesting. So the posters have textural uh, uh, softness to them from the from the paper and from the ink. Some of them smell really nice from the inks that they use. Uh, it all really depends on who the screen printer is and the quality you can get out of it. Um, but crazy. that in its own right has started to push towards uh, techniques that are just amazing, amazing results. I have some posters that are 21 colors <laughs> that just it looks like it came out of a professional lithograph company. So give me an example. Let's say, as an example, the band we're playing out tonight with is Highly Suspect. Let's say Highly Suspect's coming to town. Who is it that will end up making concert posters for them as an example, and how how is that arranged? So depending on the size of the band, I guess, uh, if it's a smaller band, sometimes you'll just, have a friend who's an illustrator who can mock something up and then it would go, go to a local screen printing facility to make say 10 posters. Okay. If it's a larger band, there's a, there's a merchandise director who will actually handle uh, lining up the artists for the venue or for the tour. Uh, and then having those artists um, sign a non-disclosure agreement uh, it goes into a submittal process where the artwork has to be approved oh my God. Uh, because the band doesn't want certain imagery or there's a theme that they're going for. So in the professional world of like, say, the Pearl Jams and the Metallicas and the Dave Matthews, um, this is a business first and foremost because it's merchandise. It's got artwork to it. It's copyrighted in a lot of instances. So it's it's a it's a beast of a market from the surface it looks pretty and interesting but deep down it it uh, it generates a lot of revenue for a lot of people so when a large band like you just mentioned <clears throat> has their marketing team reach out are they doing different artists for different cities yes oh wow, wow. so if pearl jam does their 2022 tour which i believe just kicked off here tonight maybe um each individual show will have its own individual poster. So if the tour is 23 stops, there will be 23 separate pieces of art generated for that tour. And each one of those pieces of art gets um, printed, could be a thousand times, it could be 800 times, uh, but in mass quantities. So they're limited. They are limited, yes. Um, they're limited by several factors. The artist will get an addition to sell from the lot that is screen printed. Those are called artist editions or APs. Um, there is the show edition, which is sold to the general public. And then there's the production proof, which is the screen printing company themselves will hold several copies just for future use and catalog. And, uh, and that is the entire run of posters. Oh, my God. I had no idea. I mean, I have a small collection of posters I liked from bands I loved, but I didn't realize so much went into it. That is so official. Yeah, and well, behind the scenes, too. Right. It's crazy. And to get them when you go to these shows, like you have to have the forethought to get into line early enough to yeah. actually nab one of those. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. 
back in yeah i was at the uh, sorry to interrupt i was just at the tool concert at little caesar's arena a month ago and within i believe uh, 18 minutes all of the posters had sold out in the entire venue wow (laughs) and this is hundreds of posters that are highly sought after um, by these fans because the market value is so high as well there's a few people who want to flip or buy it and and turn around and sell it at a profit but the majority of people who were going for the poster are fans of the band and want a keepsake of that night based on their love of that band yeah did you end up getting one i did yes nice tell them how you ended up getting that one uh, I was one of the first people in line and, uh, I waited and waited and was patient enough to, uh, squirm my way to the, to a front ish type position and, um, um, kind of finagled my way into a spot and got the lady's attention at somebody else's misfortune and ended up <laughs> buying a poster. So. I, I as well have done something similar. I went and saw Guns N' Roses in 2016. It was their not in this lifetime tour and Jerry, my concert buddy, has no desire to stand in lines for posters or anything. He'll do it. He's nice. He'll stand with me. But, like, I don't want to do that to him. So we get there, and Guns N' Roses is an old favorite band of mine from when I was growing up. So a lot of love there. And I really wanted a concert poster. And this is, you know, TJ at the time is telling me about concert posters. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go get one. And TJ's like, hey, if you get one, you know, get one for me too. I'm like, cool, because, you know, he's going to add it to his collection. So I get there, and we're late. And we stop to the bar first. We were drunk. And there is a mob of people in front of the t-shirt area. And there's only one of these that they sell the poster at, which is where, you know, this mob of people are. I'm like, fuck, like, there's no way we're standing this line. I mean, it's not even a line. It's just like 200 people just standing up against a table. So I just walked around the group on the left side, went right up to the edge of the table and said, hey, I'll take two posters. And she slapped him on yep. the table, took my money, and I walked away. Nice. Yep. Such a dick. I'm such a dick. But I think you have to be, though. Yeah. Yeah. Me? And per- no, no. Oh. anybody who's trying to get some merch. Hey, man, maybe you almost they were- just changed my life. MJ said I had to be a dick all the time, so that's what I am. Maybe they were there for T-shirts. Maybe, yeah, they didn't want a poster. Right. Uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard some horror stories about people uh, buying or trying to acquire certain posters at certain shows. Um, one of them actually being a uh, Fish, a, a jam band, who's you know pretty um, uh, has a very devout following of sure. fans, and I've heard some instances of um, like threats and. Um, what, I, I had a message from a guy who said his brother was attacked by a guy in line with a box cutter. Oh, like Jesus. Uh, Don't cut the poster. They were taking it pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. So Jesus. Don't ruin yeah. the poster. Go ahead and take my life, but make well, sure the art survives. So so TJ had a little bit of a hookup on the inside for a few fish tours. And so he was he, he got a lot of posters from these various shows. TJ, how many specifically fish posters do you have? 1599. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I wish. Um, it is close to, it is close to a hundred individual fish posters. That's awesome. Wow. 
And some of them, some of them are multiple nights where they'll be in on location. Like if they came to Detroit and they did two back to back shows, then there would be two separate posters for that. And some of them are meant to go together. Oh, they match together, make one bigger one or they're themed together. Oh, that's That's cool. cool. So do you have a favorite artist at all, TJ? Do I, oh, that's that's like asking somebody if they have a favorite child. I do. Um, <laughs> we, well, we only have one, so we're good there. To 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 answer this question correctly, I got to tell you that I I I have my poster collection, but I also feature them on an Instagram account. What's your handle? And uh, three hundred DPI underscore posters. Three hundred DPI underscore posters. Is that? Yeah. So on Instagram, correct? You said that? It's on Instagram. Perfect. So the explanation of the handle basically is I have a high resolution digital scanner that allows me to take my poster that I own, scan it in, in a high 300 DPI resolution because that's the resolution that it gets printed in from the screen printer and show very small snippets in full scale of what the poster looks like if you were holding it in your hand and looking at it like in person. Oh, wow. So it gained some notoriety and I got a a bunch of followers and stuff like that. But along with that came the want from other artists to have their artwork featured. So they, they started, people started sending me stuff just to get featured online. So when I started this, I did not have nearly the amount of posters that I, that I do now. And the only reason why I have 1600 posters is because I've had 70 some contributing artists. Oh, wow. So over the past three years, I've had at least 72 individuals send me free posters or give me a discount on their website or sell me the poster early because we know it's going to sell out as soon as it hits the website, which is a whole nother subject in its own right. Oh yeah. Um, and, um, um, that's where I'm at today. So, some of my favorite artists are people who've obviously contributed to my 300 DPI account. But if I had to put my finger on a couple people, yeah. I'd say um, Dave Clock, really amazing artist, K L O C. Um, his handle is spelt the same way, Dave Clock, uh, former Metro Detroiter, moved to California, uh, does some amazing illustrations for some really, really top notch world class bands. Um, there's also Justin Santora. Um, we've got, oh, Landland out of Chicago, two amazing people. Um, Jess, uh, Siemens, Siemens, and, uh, and, and, and Dan Black. Um, so they have a thing where Dan does illustration and printing and Jess does these watercolors using the lines that Dan has sketched. So it's a two-parter, right? Dan will do the illustrations and printing and stuff like that. He's multi-talented. And then Jess will do like the painting in the background and picking all the colors, essentially. She'll get to, you know, watercolor these amazing illustrations. And together they make some of the coolest rock posters. Like you would not believe that these things are actually screen printed when you're looking at it online. They look so cool. I am so incredibly jealous of your collection to be perfectly honest. What I'm going to ask you to do, TJ, give me uh, not right now, but shoot me a text with two to three of the images that you love 
the most that are in, you know, your top 10. They don't have to be your top yeah. three, but ones that you really like. We're going to go ahead and share them out on Instagram. We're going to put in the liner notes who these artists are, as well as a link to TJ's Instagram. So you can look up more of his stuff. Who knows? Maybe we'll give you two or three more followers. I don't know. We have a, we have a very <laughs> expansive list of people that follow us. So we do. We do. Yeah. Awesome. That's fantastic. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much awesome. for joining us. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me guys. This has been great. Awesome. I, I want you to put some, yeah, we're, this is interesting. I want to go down this topic a little bit more in further detail later down the road. So maybe we'll pick an artist to feature something and have you talk again. Cause that is so neat to me. I, I just find that art incredible. There's so much time, effort and money that goes into that. Oh, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Especially and, since and we're cool. all, we're also musically inclined and love music so much. Yeah, for sure. I wonder, I wonder if there's a Scorpions yeah, poster. So, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> It's got to be. If there is, is it for sale? <laughs> no, I actually do have a question, though. So you have 1,600 of these. Digitally. Digitally. Yeah. Digitally. No, he has the physical no. posters. Okay. okay. I oh, actually oh. own the physical I poster. Okay. I own the physical poster, but I scan them and feature them on my Instagram account. Okay. So all of my posters are in my in my house. They're in a flat file in, in my in my humidity-controlled, light-sensitive uh, uh, basement. And uh, it, they're all stored in a very safe place. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's growing so much that I had to I had to build my own little nook in my house so that way my wife wouldn't divorce me. <laughs> Tim is actually eating a Jersey Mike's number forty three with chipotle sauce right now and f- licking his fingers, flipping through your posters. I hope that's okay. <laughs> they're all covered in plastic. I'm good. <laughs> He's holding one up to check the light. There, I, I will share with everybody, there is a poster tube that typically shows up on our porch every other day. That's Sometimes awesome. there's two to three poster tubes. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send a poster tube with a dong in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, boy, will he be surprised when he pops that open and slides it down like looking up at it. Never going to see that coming. <laughs> or will he? Or will he? TJ, thank you so much, yes. man. That was absolutely fantastic. Thank All right, you. dude. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Look forward to talking soon. All right. Good. See you, buddy. Later. Good dude. Good dude. I'm glad you did that for us. I love it. That's impressive. I have a handful of posters myself, and to be honest, they were all because of him. He's the one who told me about yeah. Richie. This was years ago. So I started getting for some of my favorite shows, and the unfortunate part was my favorite shows that I was buying it for were some of the worst pieces of art out there. Like I bought a Soundgarden poster, which I was super excited to see Soundgarden, and it's this brown and green and black poster with a fly and a log. Like, it's it's ugly, but it's my Soundgarden poster. <laughs> so, and then some of the other ones he was showing me for, like, fish were gorgeous, yes. but I don't like fish. So I'm kind of stuck. It's it's the artwork, though. I think that's the whole idea behind them. Because yeah. I, I can't say I'm a huge fish fan. I hear it all the time because TJ plays it around here. But, yeah. um the artwork on those posters are so detailed. Agreed. There, it's like kind of like where's Waldo in some of those. There's so, so many much, yeah. little things to so many see and find. Yeah. So that's what's cool about his Instagram handle is he does he hones in on just the smallest little spot hmm. to draw attention to just the detail that's happening, and a lot of people miss the detail. So it, it is really highlighting the beauty of of what's in. It embedded in the art in, oh, yeah. as opposed to just taking it all in in one view. Sure. Well, everybody, take a look at the podcast liner notes. That's where you'll find this link to TJ's Instagram. I hope you enjoy it. I know I'm going to be flipping through it myself tonight.
So, you know, every week we've been trying new strains. And some of the last few handful of strains we tried, I wasn't a huge fan of. So I thought maybe the next couple of weeks, let's just go with a reliable strain that we know we love that'll enhance the whole podcast. Uh, it's one of Chuck's favorites. I know Tim's had it and had a great time on it. MJ, you haven't had it yet. I have yet to, but Ooh. I love to find a strain and roll with it for a bit. So you like it. I think you're going to like it. We're going to go with Wonka Bars number 13 tonight and, and play out with that. Uh, but let me pick the music before we do. So I kind of had an epiphany, mm. right? I was reading on articles about podcasts and, and what you should do. And I think one of the biggest faux pas, the biggest mistake somebody makes is that they put out in the world what they think the audience wants to listen to instead of being genuine and being themselves. So for quite a long time, 27 episodes now, we have gone out of our way to pick songs that were obscure that nobody knew. And then I would shit on Chuck for picking songs like the Scorpions. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, does this mean I can use the Scorpions coming up? You can use whatever you want. Oh, wow. I may veto it still, but you can can tell me you're going to... I don't actually want to use it. Okay. (laughs) So I decided I'm just going to start playing the songs. I don't want to pick the most well-known songs in the world or anything like that. We're going to be playing Sweet Child of Mine. Uh, But I'm going to play some things that are a little different. So tonight I'm going to play you one of my favorite songs called Lydia by Highly Suspect. And then on the B side, when we get back to the drippy part... We're going to play out with some Stone Temple Pilots, one of my favorite songs ever called Plush, but we're going to do an acoustic version. So these two songs that I'm playing tonight are out of my top three favorite songs, but the number one's too well known. So this is literally number two and number three. Nice. What is number one? Number one would be Everlong by the Foo Fighters. Okay. So I can't play that. That one's way too well known. Yeah. But so please enjoy, without further ado, highly suspect Lydia. Thanks a lot, everybody. Peace. Have a great week.
I guess it all starts with something. I'm here for the gangbang. Could you imagine announcing that? I think that's my favorite part of that movie. So that director, Todd Phillips, Mm -hmm. I think that's his name, isn't it? He did The Hangovers. He did Old School. And uh, one more. One more. Old School, Hangovers, and something else that was, oh, um, Road Trip. Okay. I so, like that one. So he's the director, and he, he puts himself in every single one of his movies, but every single part he plays is for like three seconds, and he's a total creep. <laughs> so in that movie, Old School, Old it School, starts yeah. with him knocking at the door. He's like, uh, I'm here for the gangbang. Yep. <laughs> oh, he's got the curly yes, hair, right? The black yeah. curly hair. And the glasses. <laughs> yep. I know. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's, he's got some clutch scenes. And then in The Hangover 2, he was going to do something with a like a young, like, like you be walking with like a 13 year old or something, but they, they got cut because it was just a little too much. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know where the line is, eventually you're going to cross it. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. True that. True that. I, I was thinking about the concert thing and something you mentioned about rushing the stage for Foo Fighters and then it getting extremely tight in there oh, with yeah. bodies. The couple times that I have vied for front of the house at a concert, I just feel like I'm standing there in in like battle mode, yeah. trying to protect my grounds, <laughs> and I'm like skeptical of everyone around me, and 
it's just very stressful. I prefer a seat where it's my designated yeah. zone. Like I'm, I'm there to listen to music. Like I'm not there to be close to like the artist. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Have I done some crowd surfing in my day? Fuck yeah. But I don't have to be like two feet away from from yeah. the band to enjoy myself. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, you get like that's when you, I had this taller guy get next to me at the Recorporation is arm was up in the air and my head was perfectly pit aligned and <laughs> he's in a tank top and I'm just so mad because now I have this sweaty pit right next to me oh. when I'm trying to enjoy the music. Did you lick it? No, I think I gave him, I was definitely sh- giving him the stink eye. <laughs> it smelled like pickles, <laughs> literally. I don't know how to see that. So this weekend, Chuck and I were talking this is what you were about yes. to Yes, I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> so it came up. How did we even talk about crowd surfing? I have absolutely no idea. Somehow it came up, and he was blown away. He's like, I don't understand what, what is crowd surfing. So I started giving him examples. Now, it's changed a bit since your day. Sure. So at Rock on the Range is an example. People oh, will crowd surf, we and about. they dress as characters. So you'll have like a Power Ranger or Spider-Man. Like they're wearing spandex of that outfit. Mario again, spandex, not like overalls. Yeah, like sure. spandex, and then they go crowd surfing, and it's always some, you know, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old kid that dresses like this, and they're always thin and fit, so they're super light. And if you were up in the stands looking down, you will see like three characters just making their way across <laughs> the top of crowds, and they <laughs> fall in the front, go around the exit up to the side, come to the back, and do it all over again, and they will just keep doing that all fucking day jesus wow. yeah so when you said that you went crowd surfing chuck's eyes just lit up <laughs> i'm wondering were you picturing in your head what costume he dresses yeah. in? Um, that's why i said it's changed since your day because i'm assuming you did not dress up <laughs> fuck no. no he's not gonna dress up for the renaissance he's not gonna dress yeah. up for i envision it being more like jack black in school of rock and he goes to rush, run off the stage and crowd surf. <laughs> and everybody and no, moves. Nobody gets him and he crashes to the floor. Maybe maybe Tim did dress up, and that's why he won't dress up for the Renaissance Festival was because of his bad experience at a concert. Maybe. You dress, up, you dress up to go crowd surfing a strawberry shortcake one time. <laughs> at a Jimmy Buffett concert. You know how many fingers in the butt you got? At, at the Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett, Buffett concert. concert. That was good. It was Raggedy Ann. Raggedy Ann. <laughs> At a Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> Fucking Chuck. One person, one person sticks a parrot in your ass as you're going over everybody. That's it. I'm never crowd surfing or going to Jimmy Buffett again. Uh, <laughs> Next thing you know, you're a parakeet. They don't all live. <laughs> I like how that was... I was, was waiting for more. I know. <laughs> <sighs> You, oh, you're thinking parrot head. You're thinking parrot? See, I'm not one, so I don't <laughs> fucking know. Parakeet. Good smoke screen. Good smoke screen. He panicked. He got out of it really well. <laughs> Biggest Jimmy Buffett fan in the world. He's got a lock of his hair at home. But he had to, uh, he had to throw us off his throw trail. Us off the I'm a parakeet head. <laughs> Okay, see, that's why I was silent, because I was trying to digest. I'm yeah. like, what is he? Fuck that guy. <laughs> son of a son of a bitch. <laughs> mother, motherfucker. Gotcha. Uh, every time Jimmy Buffett comes up, it immediately makes me think of that fucking movie, Club Dread. <laughs> every fucking time. That whole uh, Pina Coladasburg, I think, is the funniest <laughs> goddamn thing ever. 
It's pretty good. I mean, how come nobody ever tried to make a knockoff of Margaritaville with like Pina Coladasburg? That is so funny. Well, they Very did. Well, yeah, but now, I mean, like 30, 40 years later. <laughs> like, that took a long time to think of that. I, I believe that's a parody. <laughs> well, yeah, but so late in life. Like so Weird late. Al was doing this shit in the 80s. How come he didn't write one? Seems like it was low-hanging fruit. Yeah, Weird Al. <laughs> I love how MJ looked at Chuck. <laughs> That's how he got a nickname, Weird yeah. Al. <laughs> nothing to do with Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, uh, looks nothing like him. <laughs> Al. Yeah. I we thought you said thought something we... earlier, Chuck. About oh, you had something I to say. I want to get back to that. Yeah, you said I want to comment on that. It's Bluegill on Fest. You had no, a Renaissance had a rest, Fest. Yeah. You're like, I have a great B-side story about that. Oh, the Renaissance. Yeah. Better right. be good. I don't know if I can tell this or not. It's There's some... Well, I'm glad you teamed illegal, it up then on the front There's some side. illegal stuff in it. You think it'll be okay? I don't know. I have no idea. Did you murder some, somebody? It's a minor beanie. Oh, oh minor. <laughs> oh, it's minor. It's okay. Like, no damage, no theft. Just a... It's like a minor a abrasion. Quick, you went into a building that you weren't supposed to be in and left? You broke and entered, and that's it? Yeah. Minorly. Yeah, minorly. I mean, you already, you guys were already drunk driving. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you're already breaking all kinds of laws. Yeah. Um, My mom does not want me hanging out with you. <laughs> <laughs> we need an advertisement. Just say no to Chuck. Just say no to Chuck. <laughs> no, Chuck. Oh, no, Weird man. Al. Now, I don't know if I want to tell this story. <laughs> oh, I'm glad yeah, you set is, it up on the A side. I'm kidding. That was kidding. genius. No, so um, I've never been to the Renaissance Festival. I'm I hate your face. Aware of, <laughs> aware of what it is. I went one time when it wasn't actually going on because a friend of mine was filming something for some uh, film festival. <laughs> filming something. It had a medieval <laughs> setting, and so they wanted some kind of backdrop to film this stuff. And we came up with a bright idea of doing it at the Renaissance Festival. It wasn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know this before you went up there? Absolutely. Okay, so that was part, part of the plan. plan. Okay. Oh, yeah, we had a lookout, all kinds of stuff. We all got dressed up. We filmed this thing. It was stupid as shit. I need questions. I have questions. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I have a similar story. I need to be able to paint the picture in my head. I've never been to a Renaissance festival, so they use the land for the festival. How long does the festival go on? A couple it's months. Like, yeah, it's like two, two or three months. months. Oh, okay, and then the rest of the year, that land's not used for anything. Just I'm not set up. sure. It's all the structures. Maybe not all of them, but a very good chunk of them. Are oh, okay. Mm. There's like, like it's fairgrounds. Yeah, kind of. So it's just so set, it's set up, up there. for regular yes, events. Buildings. Okay. There's like patios with like walkways and stuff. I'm sure that there's other stuff that they set up during it, tents and things. I'm sure, but the basic structures are there. So just to make sure I understand, so your buddy wants to film something. He needs this Renaissance fair-ish feel in the background. So that's why you're going up to record there. Yep. And you, so you're not allowed on the property, though, because there's no Renaissance Fair going on. Correct. All right. I get it now. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> it is minor. Yeah. Yeah, it was very minor. We just, is. We just did some filming. That's not, it's not going to break two hours. That's trespassing. That's not breaking an entry. Agree. All right. All right. Yeah. Agree. Sure, trespassing. All right. All right. That's fair. Fuck him, Dano. Snuck under a fence. It's pretty pretty creative. But we had a lookout, like, hanging out down the road. 
This, this, we had it all planned out. I'm gonna honk the horn six times. God no, no, damn it! No, 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 six? no, Something much more subtle. That's that. too many. More subtle. Mm -hmm. Four honks. Ooh. <laughs> we did the same thing. Hootie hoo! Hootie hoo! Is that the safe call? Yeah. We did that at the Double J Ranch for our uh, when when we were in college. And we had, and I was like our. What did you guys call those in the fraternity when you had the, the nice dinners? Dinner? <laughs> nice, All my dinners were nice. The nice dinner night. Grew up in Ann Arbor. What are you yeah. talking about? Oh, a fancy loose. dinner. Uh-huh. Ho, ho, ho. Anyways, we, we had some type of like formal dinner, right? Soiree. Yeah. Um, and we did it at the Double J Ranch. And next to the Double J Ranch, they have a water slide and like barns and like this facade for uh, like an old west town um but it was it was locked like we couldn't go over there i don't know we got drunk ended up walking up the water slide oh getting stuck nice Dang. you got stuck on a water slide there was a couple of the rookies that we it wasn't we made we made we made <laughs> you don't go, know that <laughs> we basically made them go down we asked them to go down we didn't make them but we were hazing them, I guess. But we asked them to go it's down illegal, the water. That's illegal, sir. Yeah. That's, 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 <laughs> I'm surrounded by criminals, MJ. That is highly frowned upon. What kind of crooked operation are we running here? Oh, my God. My mom is really going to question my choices. This is a new heist. We got all the great elements together. We yes. got the whore, the trespasser. Yes. And what'd you do? Uh, hazing. What, hazing. Uh, what are you good? Domineering. The horror, the trespasser, and the dominant. I prefer concubine. Okay. Thank you very Sorry. much. Yeah, get it right. And I'm, I guess that makes me Hannibal. I love it when a plan comes together. Devil. <laughs> Devil. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you made them go down the water slide without water? Didn't that burn? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they went to the hospital right after. Never saw them again. They got stuck. <laughs> oh, okay. And then burn. And they burn. They burn their skin oh, the whole way. To, hopefully, they were had pants and long sleeves on. And then they just went, phew. <laughs> <laughs> Boys are dumb. Hey, hey. What? Boys are dumb. You are. We are. That's fair. We're adventurous. Uh, Dumb. The amount of things what? I've done in my <laughs> life just at the opportunity to perhaps maybe in my head see a boob. It's ridiculous. I don't know. A lot of yeah. my tricks worked. I'm well, agree, no, I, I'm I got. With uh, trust me, a lot of them worked. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all the shit you're not allowed to do anymore. Like, thank God I'm married now because if you put me in the real world with these skills that I have to pick up women, I'd probably be in jail. I, I like that you say <laughs> that you can't do anymore. No, thank gosh. You I weren't can. supposed to do them then, technically speaking. Hey, well, hey, we hey, didn't hey. know that. Yeah. <laughs> Ignorance. Locker room yeah. talk. We've learned. Uh. Well, no, no, no. You, you can't. You can't get mad at me because of the way things were back then. Oh, I'm not mad at you. Well, I know you're not, but I'm just saying in general. Like, things were the way they were back then. And yes. We learned from that. So we're, evolve away from that. I'm trying. <laughs> trying. I'm putting in, I'm putting in a solid effort. Guilty. Well, there yes. you go. Yeah, but bitches be tripping. <laughs> <laughs> this is a song called Plush. And I feel the time's a waste to go 
My mom does not want me hanging out with the other. 